Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. I'm convinced, like, I need someone to literally Camille, 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 to Camille, 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 like Camille, Camille, to Camille Vasquez, not oh. their way oh. into convincing me that they want to, like, be around me. Mm. Like, I need a four act, one woman fringe show. Wow. Like, Please. Yeah. Wow. You've been or in Scotland too long. The whole she brought, she, she, she's I like fringe. Oh, so fringe. suddenly I'm coming out as lesbian. I mean like one man. I don't know. <laughs> um, like uh, uh, for a man to convince me that like uh, he even that I be- that I believe that he wants to be near me or around me or whatever just because of my crippling insecurity. I'm Josie Choda. I'm Yasmin Hamadi. I'm Alicia Pascual Peña, and this is Dare We Say. Yazibu, what's up? Yeah, so this weekend, um, I went to the beach on my own. I got up, I was about to go to the gym, and I was like, I can go any other day. I'm not feeling 100 today, so let's go. I took a book with me. I'm reading everything I know about love. It's a memoir. I forgot the author's name. Oh my gosh. I've um, been watching it, the BBC show that's based off of that book. I'm going to get to it in a second because I want to divest in it or digest in it. Or Wait, you've seen the it. show? No, divest in it. Okay, what's, it what's digest a- it. I also don't care. Dive into it. Dive into um, it. Dolly Alderton, yes. So it should be I noted that be- I'm currently binge eating cereal right now. Sorry. Yeah, continue. let's note it to n- note it to the, court. the judge that yeah. she is to the court. That Let she the record is reflect. Okay, continue. And so I went to Malibu. I lost self service. AT and T sucks. And I get to the beach and I put down my stuff and I just start reading. And there was a sentence in the book that literally sent me into a manic breakdown in Malibu Beach while all families were just live laughing and loving. And it was this sentence. I don't regret anything I was before because I still am. I only regret not having loved you. I started sobbing. Disgusting snot coming out of my nose in Malibu. I'm getting a burn on my fucking ass because I'm... Wait, read the last part again. <laughs> Let me read it again. It's, I don't regret anything I was before because I still am. I only regret not having loved you. And I think it's because, like, I'm... Not having met you? No, not having loved, loved you. you. And it's like, oh, okay. and it's, I, I think with what's going on in my personal life of like moving forward after a love affair of the century to the gods, I'm trying to move forward. And also, like, I'm so lost. I've been feeling like in my 20s, I was talking to Alicia about this. Like, I'm, I just turned 24. In three years, I'm going to be 27. And then another three years, I'm going to be fucking 30. And then I'm starting to... I literally got goosebumps saying that I'm going to be 30 because I'm so nervous. And I know there's not one timeline to do anything, but it's like people are in relationships. People are moving in with their partners. People are like having careers that are like... that are taking off. And I guess that's because like in the corporate world, you kind of have one streamline of... um 
projection, whereas, whereas in entertainment, you don't know what the next job's going to be. And so I'm freaking the fuck out and I'm crying when it's 105 degrees in Malibu. No cell service to document this. So no one believed me. Like, I, I, I was just like, what's the point of all this? Depressing thoughts. And then I went home, sobbed to my mom on FaceTime. She's in Lebanon right now. And I was like, I'm honestly really lonely, but I'm surrounded by so many people. Does that make sense? Of course that I, makes sense. It does make sense. And also, that is not a unique feeling. Um, I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way right now. And I also think that you are entering a new chapter in your life. And something that I'm realizing myself is that obviously life cannot just be highs and highs and highs and highs because we wouldn't be able to enjoy everything if everything yeah. was just good. And also, like, when you grow and when you experience change, you have to shed layers of yourself in the past. And like, in order to grow, you need to be in pain a little uh, bit. I, and I, I think wholeheartedly agree that we forget that sometimes when we ask for things in life, like when we tell the world like, oh, I want a partner, or I want a bigger job, or I want this, the world has to destroy, you know, your current state to give you the, the strength and to give you the courage and the resilience and the perseverance to like fight past those boundaries. Mm. And so, you know, Alicia says it, the church says it, new levels, new devils. And I feel like you're just entering this like new place in your yeah. life. And, and I'm excited about it. And that's what's happening. And I'm excited about it. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm maturing slowly but surely. And I feel like I'm gaining a new sense of self-love. And when I say self-love, I don't mean putting an eye mask on and like getting a massage, even though that's fucking iconic. It's the fact that like I'm having these nights where I'm staying in crying alone. I'm having these nights where I'm journaling and I'm not knowing what tomorrow will bring. And I think that those are so important to have because you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, well, that's over because today's a new day. And something that made me feel really comfortable was I asked my mom, did you ever go through this? And she was like, she she went through the exact same thing. I don't want to go and spill my mom's she tea. Was like, but like, no. she, was, she was like, no, bitch, you're alone. No, she she got married to my dad at 21. And she that was her first everything. She fell in love and she was like, this is the love of my life. But then when she got married to him, she was like, what the hell am I doing? Obviously, like they're married 30 something years later and they're very happy. But it's like, it's okay to second guess every single thing you do in life. That is human. And also, when it comes to love, even though the pain is so egregious and it literally makes me feel like there's a pit in my stomach at all times, I would do it over and over and over again if it got to mean that I felt that love. Speaking about that, speaking about life and like the process of growing up, I feel like in Gen Z, we do something that um, other generations didn't really like to talk about or like to do. And that's talk about pleasure, sex, hookups, and all everything in between in the sheets and out of the sheets. So today, friends, we are going to talk about hookup culture and all the bullshit and amazing shit that comes with it. And then I'll be taking you on a little journey on my segment called Unhinged with Yasmin. Good luck. Hi, guys. Don't forget to follow us at Dare We Say on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dare We Say. 
Are you needing a space to learn how to get your mind right? Tune into Amani State of Mind, a weekly podcast hosted by psychiatrist and TV personality Dr. Amani Walker and co-host comedian Meg Scoop Thomas, two smart and successful women and mothers, sharing their personal and professional experiences to help normalize conversations about mental health. And look, this is not your average mental health show, okay? Each week, they break down what's happening in the news, pop culture, and their own experiences managing mental health. Together, you will laugh with them, keep it real, create a safe space where everyone can get help with their issues. Nothing is off the table. Dr. Imani Walker and Meg Scoop Thomas discuss everything from relationships with yourself, your spouse, and your parents to the realities of postpartum depression and anxiety. Do not forget to take a deep breath, find your calm, and get into Imani's state of mind with new episodes dropping every Friday, wherever you get your podcast. Dare We Say is brought to you by JBL's new Unfiltered, the JBL podcast. And so I love being unapologetically me. It's a part of who I am as a Leo, as an Arab woman. It's ingrained in my DNA. It's my North Star in my career, and it's inspiring to hear stories of others who have written their own rules. JBL and iHeart have collabed on a new podcast, Unfiltered, the JBL podcast, a show all about those who dare (laughs) to embrace being unfiltered and unprecedented, hosted by the iconic singer, songwriter, and cultural fucking icon, Betty Who. Each episode, they'll sit down with a different maker or creator who broke through the noise by choosing to live out loud. They'll also be talking about these inspiring and influential doers to work through how they approach their own creative process and express themselves wholeheartedly. They'll try to get to the heart of what makes them tick, amplifying their stories to inspire us all and redefine what is the new possible. So obviously we're all in this and we're super excited about this new podcast. Check out JBL's new unfiltered, the JBL podcast pod. Catch it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. The first vote by mail ballots are hitting people's mailboxes and the earliest in-person early voting starts when? This week. Do you know how you're voting? If your answer is it's September, I haven't thought about it. It doesn't matter. I don't even know what Halloween costume yet. This is the week to get your shit together. No, no, no. Let me repeat that. This is the week to get your shit together, at least on the voting thing. Voter suppression efforts have ramped up following the 2020 election, making it even more critical to ensure that every American has access to the ballot box. At Vote Save America, you can find the most up-to-date information on what you need to make sure your vote is counted in all 50 states and D.C., Use your ballot ready tool to request your ballot, find out how you can return it or get a reminder for when in-person early voting locations become available in your state. To win in November, it's going to take every single one of us making our plan to vote, getting involved and reminding everyone we know to do the same. Voting is quite literally the hottest, most critical thing right now. Once you've made your plan to vote, visit votesaveamerica.com slash Every Last Vote to find out what you can do next, including donating to the Every Last Vote Fund to directly support the work of community organizations, organizers, and volunteers in states that are actively working to battle disenfranchisement in communities of color, including in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and more. sure one of the first thing you all are thinking when you see three beautiful, sexy, smart, iconic, humble women is that they fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do they fuck? (laughs) 
And the answer Sometimes. is, and the answer is, well, maybe, yeah, no, none of your fucking business. The answer is, <laughs> but also, all the above. yeah, but also, what does that even mean in God's year of 2022? We've got dating apps. We've got the traditional go out and meet someone at the bar. We've got flirting with friends of friends. Sometimes we have sleeping with friends. But in our generation, casual sex and self-love seem to be a higher priority than actually getting cuffed and settling down and fostering an actual relationship, especially when we're so busy with our friends and our careers and all that crazy stuff. So today, friends, we're going to take you on a little journey of hookup culture. Okay, let's break down what the fuck this even is. Like, what is hooking up to you guys? And also, what is hookup culture to you guys? Because I feel like some people could be like, oh, I hooked up with him. Uh, like your brother was telling me what? Whose brother? What? My brother? About, <laughs> your brother. Jesus, was telling Lord, me the story about someone he hooked up without a bar, and I was like, "So you like had full on intercourse <laughs> with them in the bathroom of this bar, <laughs> or I hate did that. you just like kiss them?" And it turns out it was the former. But basically, hooking up. What do you mean it was the former? What you- Nothing. We're gonna continue on. So what? Is, so what? So what? So what is hooking? So so what is hooking up to you? Like, is it kissing? Is it a little intercourse? Obviously, is saying it is it little when you when you kiss a little obviously baby. Obviously, saying that like penetrative sex that is heteronormative. But like, tell me if you yeah. were, if I were to tell you, oh, I hooked up with a guy last Tuesday yeah. night, um, at, outside of this jazz bar. Um, Outside of this in, jazz bar in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. In Edinburgh. Like, how would you, what, how would you perceive that? Easy. Right. You sh- Girls, you, answer. You, you shared saliva. Personally, and Alicia disagrees with me on this. No. No, no, no. She does because hooking up, in my opinion, is you and a person shared <laughs> saliva. That I don't think it's having sex. For me. No, I fully agree with you. The reason oh. that I'm laughing is because I am low-key so, like, up in arms about this conversation. Oh. Because in the past, I have gotten myself into really interesting <laughs> situations. Because someone was like, oh, yeah, like, have you, like, did you hook up with them? And, and you said yes, even and, though they thought it was sex? And I was like, sex. oh, yeah, I guess I did. And they were like, oh, okay. You guess you did. And then till this day, I literally just had to explain to someone that I never slept with a guy that they thought that I slept with because I had said yes. I told my one Thinking of my best- it was just kissing. Yes. Yes. I told one of my best friends in the world because she had asked me like, oh my gosh, had you guys hooked up? And I was like, yeah, we, we, we've hooked up. And she thought that I meant that I had slept with this man when I have never slept with this man. Thank God. Black baby Jesus. Mm. But I'm sorry to this man. I'm sorry to this man. If you're, if you're the man, man listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry to this man. I wouldn't know this man if I was on the street. But no. Please, please, So please. to answer your question, Josie, for me, um, hooking up is literally just like kissing. Like I agree. I think. Okay. Because I actually disagree. Go Love. on. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah, do. disagree. I disagree because I think if I were to say that I hooked up with someone, I would only say that if I slept with them. Because just because, of, I don't know, maybe because I'm just a little bit younger than you guys. Oh, shut up. How dare you? Oh, literally There's shut just this, up. like, I mean, you're younger than Lucia. There's just this culture, like, with, you know, the, you love that. You love that, don't you? you really I'm so do. bored by that. Continue. Continue. What is wrong with yeah, you? Anyway. You're the one who brought up age, you weirdo. I love my ageist queens. Yeah. Both of you. Uh, Both of you. What? I I'm love kidding. being ageist. I love being ageist. <laughs> Um, but She's anyway. like, you love that. 
<laughs> so listen. So listen. So anyway, if I were to say that I hooked up with someone, I would assume that they were saying that they, they would assume that I was talking about sex. So that's why I don't say that because I just feel like people. I don't know. I, 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 I just mean you have to agree with me. No, I, I, people I, I, say, I, oh, I, we hooked I, up no, and they're talking do say about that. sex. Yeah. I agree with that. And just I think, because you believe that doesn't mean you don't know. Correct. That but I to, and I yeah. do think that's a direct correlation with hookup culture. Absolutely. And that's the culture. I think most people associate that word with intimacy, like having sex. Correct. And I think with hookup culture in today's world, I think it's um, it's, uh, casual sex, especially in Gen Z. I was reading this article um, from Vogue in UK and they were talking about there was a study of Gen Z is the most like sex positive generation, but also we have higher um, boundaries in sex. What do you guys even think hookup culture is? I think hookup culture is un- non-emotional hooking up and um, friends with benefits, but also sometimes not friends and just benefits and um, people having misunderstanding of what they want out of their situationship. Okay. Alicia? Um, frankly, I, I just see it as like relationships that like lack substance. It's like very transactional. Uh, like, I personally have had like only such a negative like perspective on sure. hookup culture because I just feel like it's a generation like trying to get answers and trying to see like what they can get from people um, in quick ways. Like like quick gratification Gratifi- through sexual gratifi- intimacy. God. Yeah. I think I think both are correct at the same exact time. I think hookup culture is this idea of having um, – casual intimacy with one or more people at the exact same time with and and at the without trying to catch these feelings for whatever reason I also without trying to catch these hands without people trying to catch these hands and feelings I also feel like honestly in yeah like people catch these hands more than they catch these feelings for you oh what? For you. No, for not you. Me. for you. For you. Because for you. people catch these feelings more than oh. they catch my hands. Well, that's something I want to bring up. I catch in, flights. In, yeah, Josie does. In wow. our community, I'm going to bring up something a little deeper. Yeah, she catches flights. Flights, hands, feelings. Continue. Fli- Josie is flights. Mm-hmm. Alicia's and hands. COVID. And Yasmin is feelings. And all three are COVID. And so I think <laughs> in our community, in our upbringing, it's really led us to three different perspectives of what hookup culture mm. is. Like for me, um, growing up in an Arab household, I was taught like women, specifically when it comes to like dating and getting to know men, it's um, we have to be quiet, talk less, listen more, close your legs. I was loud. I talked more than I listened. I (laughs) my legs spread eagle. I'm kidding. (laughs) But I think because of that, I I I'm gonna just be honest. My parents are not gonna like this, but when I was 17, I met um, a guy on my birthday, and three days later, I was so eager to lose my virginity that I had sex with him. Mm -hmm. Three days later, literally outside. And outside, I'm sorry. I lost my virginity outside on a cliff. How outside? Oh, on a cliff. Um, <laughs> what cliff? <laughs> and so he brought a blanket. It was outside. He took me to this cliff where firefighters usually park their truck in the on like the top of a hill if there was ever like um, a fire. 
and he does he why in a fire would they go to the top of a hill i don't know if, the, if, if there was if there was a fire in the hills i'm from palo alto babe oh okay and so he um he we, we like didn't even like have any foreplay i was just like no like just do it like i'm just ready oh my and I, god but i think okay we're laughing at that but i think like thinking back because i suppressed so much want and desire because of my upbringing i was so eager to just give it out give out whatever intimate um wantings and like desires I had and it was I I it's not my parents fault for doing this and it's not my fault you know I'm I don't regret anything but it's because of how society and our culture um thinks about sex and intimacy is that's how the outcome comes out it's social conditioning completely like we're told as women that we need to prioritize the pleasure and the happiness of a man that we need to be well liked that we need to not speak too much not be too opinionated so we're not deemed as abrasive or aggressive so no one wants a loud girl exactly so i think it's social conditioning well, like we live well in the bedroom <laughs> they, they want to freak in the sheets in a in a what is it a cl- uh, i want a lady in the streets but a freak, freak in, in the, the bed and say like, yeah yeah shut yeah. get down and try to get right, anyways anyways it's social conditioning and then i think that there's an also like because you know we live under this patriarchal society but in addition to that, if you come from certain households, like you guys come from Middle Eastern households, I come from a Latino, um, Afro-Latino, very Christian household, that that really shaped my worldview about intimacy and about dating and stuff. Like, as you guys already know, um, and <laughs> people who are close to me know, uh, I wore purity ring for mm-hmm. most of my childhood, like even up until I left college. Um, and honestly, I don't regret it. Because I felt like my celibacy empowered me as a young woman. I felt like it didn't it didn't make me feel forced to have to engage in like the hookup culture and like the insanity of like college dating. Yeah. And then like I, I personally felt empowered by my journey, but at the same time I would be naive to not acknowledge that I think it created some unhealthy bonds. Um that I now have as an adult woman with a sex because yes. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for example, I'll like have a lot of uncomfortability. And yeah, absolutely. Like vulnerability. I, I naturally, I think innately I'm not the most vulnerable person, but on top of coming from a household and coming from a culture that said sex is for marriage and you should be a wife. E. Ahora te puede casar. Which and is you like, do it on your wedding night. Like you exactly. save yourself. Yeah. Ahora te puede casar is like a saying in Dominican culture that is still very popularly said. And that means like, oh, now you can get married. And that's the goal. So when you cook well, you clean well, like that is the goal. And I think all of those factors really shape um, my uncomfortability in a lot of ways. It's funny because we all explain like we have different definitions of hookup culture. Like as young women right now, how do we feel like we engage with hookup culture? I feel like, well, so Yasmin and I and also you, all of us went to predominantly white sort of like wealthy institution, like a university that was full of like rich white folks. And I remember going to parties where I, it was literally like a domino effect. It was like, it was like the human centipede where every Mm -hmm. single person Mm -hmm. there had slept with another person there who had slept Mm -hmm. with that same person who the other person had slept with And we all laughed about it. And I'm saying we, because I was, I was, I took part in that. And I didn't, but not by choice. No, I'm just kidding. Well, (laughs) you know, Uh, no, but I think that, that was weird for me. Like it was weird for me to 
have crushes or think people were cute that had also been with my friends. I, yeah. just, yeah. I just do not navigate like that. 100%. And I think both of our colleges did did have that environment. And I think sure. a lot of that mixed with me just being afraid to like put myself out there and just like th- think of myself as like a, like a fucking turd that was like, um, had a nice body, but like a, still a turd. Um, until now, I obviously don't think that anymore, but that would like, <laughs> did I just say that I was like a turd with what a nice, nice body. body? I was going to say, we're definitely making that as an infographic, like for the Instagram. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just picturing what that looks like. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I, yeah, I would struggle with that. And I remember just feeling really weird about the fact that like, everyone was okay with hooking up with the same people. Yeah. And that, like, it was just so casual, like, to me. And maybe it's because I wasn't the most comfortable with my body and I wasn't the most, like, empowered in who I was. But to me, like, sleeping with someone in school just seemed so, like, normal to these people and so easy. Like, oh, I slept with him. Like, I can't imagine. I feel weird being in the same room with with people that I've been intimate with. Not, And that's not to say that I've been intimate with a lot of people or that I but even enter the same rooms as those people but I wouldn't want to you know because no. to me that's awkward it, and no, like yeah. strange but somehow in school that's normal completely and I also think in college and I also think like in our 20s at least like the intent to go out is to get laid and I'm not saying that's how it should that be that is such a thing it's in male, inti- valid- uh-huh. male validation so much of like even like I partook in that where I was like oh I can't I want to I wanna hook up with someone tonight the amount of times where my friends and I have been like, wait, so like, who is our like target? Like, who should we try to like flirt with a little bit and like yeah. kind of like give an eye? It's, a, it's as if that's the only sort of way of gaining happiness in a night. Yeah. And guys would literally raise their finger and girls would be like, yeah, I think he wants to fuck me when it's like they make. Especially at our school where 99.99999% of the men looked like they were in the catalog of like a gap outlet. Like Vineyard like Vines they- type bit. Like they were all of, but all not, of, but not even because it wasn't like UCLA or USC. No, it was like it was truly like like the Morongo fucking outlets. It was like the Moore not, Park outlets. They're of not men. like they were, and I see that so often. Also, like living in LA, you see these mediocre men with oh these God. beautiful women, Stunning. and I'm just like, how is this happening? How is this happening still? Yeah. And then all the women at our school were like models. We're beautiful, like, and it's I've seen. So many times my friends and I, who are such beautiful women, get treated like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. I've been manipulated. Like, hey, like, you should come over tonight. I come over. Like, I want to take you to this formal. And then the next day, he's like, I actually have a girlfriend. Just to get, just to get like, affection. <laughs> Wait, why did that happen to me? See, Josie, like, th- that's so normalized. And I think that's part of hookup culture is because... Yeah. Uh, that, I, the, what, remember I sent you that TikTok yesterday? So there's this TikToker named The Gardening Theologian, and they posted this, like, dissertation there at, like, Berkeley or Harvard, and they were talking about, like, as long as there there's a patriarchy, and I hate saying the patriarchy, but it's true, as long as there's a patriarchy in heterosexual relationships, it is almost impossible to foster actual love. Because as feminine identifying people, we want to fit this mold inherently, even if we say we're not and we don't care, because of the patriarchy, we are trying to please the man. We are. And it's it's literally how we're brought up. It's ingrained in our brain to, to be what the guy wants. And so often we have to act like we don't care, which is a part of hookup culture. Like we, we don't catch feelings. Like we leave the morning, then right after, or like right after 
sex ends when the men finishes. What the fuck is that? So, and even in media, in movies, you'll see like, let me paint the picture. Like you're in a movie, a guy and a girl, they're in, they're hooking up. He starts making out with her real quick. He flips her over, takes off her pants, starts fucking her like he's going to war. He comes, they finish. That is not how sex is. That is be. not how sex is. I feel like culture also makes you more emotionally unavailable because it it makes you like prioritize like winning and gaining points than yeah. it is like having actual feelings and like experiencing happiness. If that makes any sense at all, like Absolutely. I feel like hookup culture makes me want to be more emotionless and to be more like goal driven as far as like oh I check. She just oh choked. She literally choked. Can someone ghost. CPR her? That was literally the ghost of um, my non-existent sex life. Please. <laughs> Wait. Coming through my throat. Coming through your throat. But so true. In. Down. Anyway. So. <laughs> so. So, 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 so. Um, that made me, I feel like when I first had my first experiences with boys, um, be like, <laughs> like, like a like a she devil cunt. Like I would, do, I yes, would be she like devil really cunt. mean. Yeah. Like really mean and like, um, not put any effort. And I remember my, um, best friend Mayron, who is no longer like this, but used to be a fuck boy. Um, he's, in he's a, a recovering, he's a recovering now. fuck boy. He's a recovering fuck boy. And I remember I told him like what I had done to this guy, which wasn't that bad. And he literally, he looked at me as if I had like shot a cat on the street. Please. And was like, please. I'm disgusted in you. And I'm like, you are the biggest hypocrite like, man whore I've ever met. But the fact that he was like actually hurt by what I had done made me realize like, wow, the society has taught me to like just not be myself and to protect myself at all costs. And by being a, like a little F girl, you kind of do that, but then you don't find any enjoyment in that at the end of the day, because you haven't been yourself. You're not having real experiences. But when I first moved to LA, I was like, I'm ready. I'm not going to catch feelings. I don't want a boyfriend. I'm young. And that was when I thought like, I was only like romantically into men. Um, And so, like, I remember I would always, like, I would go on dates with guys. We would, like, drink a little bit. And then we just start hooking up. And I always felt so empty the next day. And I always felt so anxious. Like, both of you, how many times have I asked you, should I text him? Wait, what should I say to him? He hasn't answered. Should I double text? Wait, do you think he actually likes me? When it's, like, they're participating in hookup culture because they own hookup culture. Because hookup culture was literally inherently made for men. Whereas I had to act like I didn't have feelings and suppress my vulnerability and suppress my actual emotions because I was so afraid of getting hurt. When like, hate to say it, I think we can all agree. I'm a feelings girl. I catch feels so fast. Someone will look at me nice and I'll be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my husband. Yeah, that's wifey right there. When it's like, babe, they didn't even talk to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I personally feel like I think it's beautiful that, like, as a society, we're so sex positive. And I, like, encourage people to, like, live in what feels right to you. Mm. And that's different for each person. So be as promiscuous. Have as many sexual interactions with safety, of course, um, as you see fit. But I personally felt like I didn't really engage in hookup culture. Mm -hmm. And I still don't. Because for me, 
as like sappy as this sounds, um, I feel like intimacy is like an energetic exchange. And that's just my truth. And I don't think that that's for everyone. I think when I was younger, I naively thought um, that sex meant the same thing for every person. Yeah. And that is not true. I have a question for you, though. For sure. Did you feel shame that you weren't partaking in hookup culture? Never. Good. If anything, I felt like I was happily sitting on a bench watching an insane basketball game. Please. Like, that's how I always felt about hookup culture. Well, they were all players. And so. I still do. Like, I felt like everybody was trying to win a game that there was, like, no end to. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I had a lot of, like, amazing, like, brothers in college who, like, are not actually my siblings. But, like, like wonderful platonic relationships with men. And they kind of were echoing the same thing as, like, what my friends who were women were echoing in regards to like, I just don't feel seen. I just don't feel heard. Well, it's like, like, yeah, all of us have all of these barriers up and we're refusing to talk about things and refusing to like actually say what we want and refusing to set boundaries. So nobody ever really meets each other. Everyone's too scared to take a step out. Like I personally like that when I was in college and when I was in high school, like, um, that I wasn't engaging in culture. Yeah. I, I still like casual intimacy and casual dating is not something I do. Sure. Um, I just think it's just because, like, I'm an intentional person with everything I do. But, like, I, I, I encourage other people. Like, if that is something that you want to do and you want to date multiple people and you want to have your roster, great. But just don't, don't take emotional consent away from other people. I think a lot of people engage mm, in hookup culture and don't tell other that's... people the truth about what they want or what they're doing. And that is what I despise about hookup culture. And honestly, why I feel like a vieja, which means like an old lady about it. And I'm just like, I don't do it and I'll never do it because I'm not going to sit here and play this little game back and forth. Like we're too grown and I, I, I know my worth and I know and how. I don't think I've ever. Oh, sorry. No, no. I, I was finishing done. how much I value my time. Mm-mm. So I'm not going to waste it with somebody that's going to play with me. You feel me? A hundred percent. I agree. I don't think I've ever fallen victim to hookup culture in that way just because I'm convinced. Like, I need someone to literally Camille, 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 to Camille, 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 like Camille, to Camille Vasquez, not their way into convincing me that they want to like be around me. Mm. Like, I need a four act, one woman. Fringe show. Wow. Like, Please, yeah, wow. you've been or in Scotland too long. The whole she brought, she, she's like fringe. So suddenly, I'm coming out as lesbian. I mean, like one man. I don't know. <laughs> um, like uh, uh, for a man to convince me that, like, I, he even that I be, that I believe that he wants to be near me or around me or whatever, just because of my crippling insecurity. So I've never been like, oh, were we something more? Because I just assume that I'm like a little rock on the street with like a short, tiny skirt. And Please, like, uh, not a like rock a, on the a street. strand of hair. Literally. Um, but, so that's why I haven't been hurt by it. But you definitely have, Yasmin. I feel like you've definitely All right, like so- been hit with people who you thought was something more and well, it wasn't. Because- I only say that because you've told me that. No, and I'm grateful that you did say it because I feel like I feel like our listeners, I want, you're not alone in this where it's like, you will never meet anyone kinder, sweeter, more generous, loving than a guy trying to fuck you for the first time. You'll never, you'll never. They will say anything that you want to hear. Absolutely. And that's the part where, uh, Alicia, you brought up the I, emotional manipulation. Yes, and the consent. And, and the, the consent where it's like, guys have literally, I've talked to men till sun up about our dreams and aspirations and things happen and then I never hear from them again and it's like and then I end up I stay up for weeks 
morning, this one night where I'm like, did I do something wrong? No. Was I the problem? And now like I'm grown and I realize um, I'm damn well not the problem. I'm literally a pot of gold. Anyone would be so fucking lucky to have me, which takes a lot of work because sometimes I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm alongside Josie. I'm a rock with a skirt on on the side oh, of a street. Yeah. And it's it's these men. That, but they're doing they're it taught. intentionally. They're doing it intentionally or they unintentionally. Want to, because they, society literally mm-hmm. makes them. The patriarchy. But it's true. Like makes It doesn't them, serve us or them. No, it doesn't. Where it's like these these men also have feelings. But because they're so ingrained to not feel. To not be in touch with their hearts. They're like, no, I just want to fuck and that's yeah. it. And that hurts. Yeah. And And a lot of men are, like, cosplaying in, like, masculinity and what they think they're supposed to be. And also, like, when they're hooking up with you, can I just, let me, to all my, like, cis men who are watching our show or listening, please, 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 please. The sexiest thing in the world is to communicate in bed and out of bed. Ask us, does that feel good? Talk to us. Do you like it there? Don't just whip out your dick and expect us to, like, open our legs invest in emotion, invest in intimacy. Does this feel good? How does that feel? Are you okay? Does that feel okay right there? Talking about consent is the sexiest thing. Obviously, you don't need to get like out of the moment, but bring it into the bedroom. And these men don't understand that. Consent is sexy. It literally is just They're they're fingering you and they're like, is this, does this feel good? And it's your fucking belly button. It's your belly button. Like the amount of times I've looked at men, but also like just platonic friends in my life. And I'm like, Tell me the truth, not what you think I want to hear. Yep, yep. Because so many people are trying to sell you some shit. Like, I'm also like, like, I I don't think that I know everything in the world. I'm young. I have so much to learn. But I would like to say I'm pretty perceptive. And I could tell when you're just saying things to stroke my ego. Or like, I've had men, which is so peculiar. I've had men like play the spiritual route. (gasps) Like, especially like when I had a purity ring. Like, that is... like diabolical. That is diabolical. Like a special place and a dark place for you. I'm meant I'm meant to be with you, bro. Like Like, he's a Corinthian 69. Like (laughs) it's just like what's that? He said, like, you're supposed to be in my life. Like Josie knows that there has been multiple men in my life that has have told me. God told me I'm supposed to be with you. Those exact (laughs) verbatim words. Did he? And I and I've been like, and my Hmm. answer is always the same. Thank you so much. That is really beautiful. But the Lord hasn't downloaded that information to me yet. Not the downloading information. I haven't gotten that update yet. <laughs> it's still yet. processing. You so didn't I'm, send me that email. Yeah, I so I, I didn't get, you know, that, that slack. I didn't get that Not sweet notification. So I'm going to continue um, doing me. And If we meet up, amazing. You feel me? Like, and if this is something that naturally, organically happens and we connect intellectually and emotionally and all of those things happen, cool. And I feel like it because I also can be like jaded and cynical, which I'm working on. You? I know. Never. No. Never. Then this is something that I'll decide to engage with. But it's just it's just sad. I'm just like so many people are like cosplaying and putting on a facade. And I'm like, just be you. Just be honest about what you're doing. If you just want casual sex, cool. But let that person know. Don't be too scared and cowardly about the situation. And yeah, be like, just I'm be gonna tell front. this. I'm going to tell this girl, which I think is what a lot of men have done with you historically. Is a lot of men have like, because I've seen it with my own eyes. We all lived in the same house together. I saw men come Love in. Love bomb me. And, and literally like court you. Because I like I don't believe in like casual dating. Like I want to be courted. And, and thank God the men in my life me. have. They literally take me they out. They will court you. They will say all these things. They will talk about your family. They want to meet your friends. And then be like, wait, I don't want anything with you. And then it, it leaves me sad because. I'm the one crying in my yeah. room. 
with Alicia and Josie holding me because then I'm wondering, and I know I'm not alone in this because how many women and also people feel like this? When, so many people. And it sucks so badly. And it's like, and I feel like this is like characteristics in hookup culture. You have like the player, you have like the girl or the person who has the catches feels, you have the prude, you have all mm-hmm. of these things. And you're like, as long as you're <laughs> the one, as long as you're like not a cis man, you're damned in hookup culture. Do you guys think that there are do's and don'ts of hookups? Obviously communicate mm. at all times. Are there the do's and there's the don'ts? Mm-mm. I think do communicate, do mm. say how you feel. And not only be honest with the other person, but be honest with yourself. I think hookup culture can be a really easy place to not have to do the hard work for yourself and for your partner and to just like kind of skim through life in this frequency that doesn't expect anything more than you other than just your body and your presence in bed with that person. I think if you really do want something more, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to recognize that like hookup culture, hooking up may seem fun and cool because you don't have to be emotional. You don't have to be vulnerable. But like if you really want something, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You have to be willing to fail and you have to be willing to get hurt. And you can't get trapped in this cycle of of hookup culture if that's ultimately not what is best for you. And I think that that is a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn. And then I also think sometimes it's like, if it's good for you, it's good for you. Like if you, if you if do you're want down that, to you fuck the, and you're like, okay with detaching. Then fucking do it. Do it. Protection. Alicia, what do you think? Um, I echo a lot of like what Josie says. I think an additional do, because I think all of her do's are iconic. Um, like when someone tells you what they all want. All of my do's. <laughs> please. Um, when someone tells you what they want or who they are, pay attention and listen. Like, uh, like, I think a lot of like my sisters will like believe in the hope that they have for that relationship. And I'm like, baby, that's not serving you. So in addition to like what Josie said, like be honest, communicate, have a foundation of respect, like just human respect yeah. for that person. But also, um, be introspective and be honest about what it actually is and what they've told you they want and what they don't want. They said this is never going to be a relationship and I don't believe in monogamy. Then maybe, baby girl, let's not get that invested until maybe things change one day. I would say the don'ts for me is like, don't feel the need to lie. Don't feel forced to do things that feel unnatural to you. Don't pander to that person. Um, Girl, gay, they, them, like whoever it may be, like don't pander to the person you're hooking up with and um, make yourself uncomfortable for them. For their comfortability. Yeah, and don't lose yourself and, like, don't feel the need to be disingenuous about who you are. Like, I think a lot of people wanted me to feel bad about, like, not engaging in intimacy for a very long time and would, you know, like, call me prude or say this or say, like, oh, you should be hooking up more. No, I am who I am and be proud of that because you're amazing and you're beautiful and it's okay if your journey looks different. But if also, if you want to, turn up, girl. How about you, Ben? I I think both of you guys said it perfectly, but I think— Do's and don'ts of hookup culture. Do. Always communicate. Always communicate. Always be on the same page. I also promise you that if you're communicating and you're both on the same page, the intimacy is so much hotter. More than just like emotionally, you feel so much better afterwards. It's like you you asking what your partner or the person that you're with wants and what they need. And they ask you what you want and what you need. Is this sexiest most incredible feeling in the world. And also, 
as I've grown, when I'm having these emotional, intimate relationships with people, I've realized when I'm comfortable enough to ask, I, I like it there. I want this. Can we cuddle after? It is so much hotter than me having to put my clothes on after or me like having to leave the house and be like, this feels so degrading. Don't, um, don't, don't be an ass. Just don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. asshole. Like be empathetic. Treat others how you would want to be treated. If you know that you're being a dick, why be a dick? Literally, it costs $0 to just be kind and honest. It literally costs $0. All in all, you have us telling you right now, be honest, be sexy, be yourself. And if they don't like you, they can go kick rocks. Welcome back. Nothing is literally more crazed, colorful, dynamic, like a dumpster with a little confetti bomb of joy. Then Yasmin's dating life. So this is <laughs> I our, have nothing to say to that. <laughs> no, no, no. This is our segment where we basically check in with Yaz and um, look at some of her more crazier interactions with the people of the world. And it's only in one room and it's this room called Unhinged. So yes. <laughs> What's the latest tidbit you can share with your Hinge profile? Hi, everyone. Hi, okay. Hi. So just to make this clear, I'm 50% on Hinge for ego purposes. And the other 50 is maybe I'll find a connection with one of these <laughs> crazy people. So this week, <laughs> Period. There's, a, there's a guy named Jack. Already, I don't trust him. I don't care what he has to offer. But he's hot. Mm. So I liked him. And so that's my own fault. Wait, so, is this the guy yes. that we worked on in we the middle on, of the night? Yes, we four did. days ago. Yes, we did. <laughs> when I was writing an essay, worked on together. <laughs> no, so he's twenty five. He's from the Gold Coast. I think that's in Australia or something. Queensland, one might argue. This interaction is fire. It's unhinged, unhinged. And so the first thing he says to me, not hi, not hello, not mm. you're really pretty. Well, he God. says big. Boobies. I love that. No, I just want silence. I just want silence for a second. I'm gonna say it again. Big boobies. What? No, it wasn't just not dead. It wasn't just the words he was saying. It was the way that he wrote. He spelled it out phonetically. (gasps) There was like spaces in between the letters. Like like, serial killer. B space O space O space B. It was like there was an art to it. After consulting my consultant Josie Toda. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, hearing my name sounds so cute. I wrote back to him. Small penis. <laughs> Spelled out in the same, same way. Same exact way. You can throw, bitch, but I can throw harder. And then Period. he replies, and I'm like, oh, I so got him there. That's it. I, like, cut his That's cord. That's the end of convo. That's no. the end of convo. But no. nevertheless, he persisted. And he said, big, in the same spelling, <laughs> with a penis drawing, like, of the A in the equal, equal sign, and then a capital D, P-E-N-1-5, penis. And I said, with once again consultation with my consultant, Josie Tota. Tell your dad I'm gonna be a little late tonight. I'm running <laughs> a little behind. And I thought, no, no, no. I thought I got him there before. No, I got him this time. Wait, it's the way I was literally writing an essay about Amal Clooney and like <laughs> talking about her work for the UN and then just on the side 
this whorish no, behavior. No, I'm doing the UN's work yeah, right now. And this so, is UNICEF. This is literally UNICEF. Humbling men is like... And no, I'm literally doing God's work right now. And exactly. then he says, I said I'm running a little behind. And he goes, you're fucking a skeleton, girl. As in his dad's dead. His dad passed away, y'all. And then I don't reply. <laughs> like, his dad passed away. I actually away. didn't get that. When you sent that to me, I didn't Wait, get that. What? I didn't get that. I, I sat in the car in silence as we were on our way to, to go a somewhere. We we're just, on our way to a club. We just sat there in silence for two minutes. Wait, like, wait. You so guys, you, wait, wait, wait. So you know my original pitch for that? Yes. Oh fuck. Do you want to so, share you? No no no, 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 no. And then we're no. continuing. And I was like, I don't know how to reply. Maybe I just won't reply. I think there was a writing room for your hinge conversation. There was a writing, and then he goes, "As more support, I was yeah. just getting says, coffee." He says, "If you're looking for my comeback, you'll have to scrape it off your mum's sheets." This is a real conversation with a real First person. of all, mom, I live in Wait. America. Mom, you fucking Australian <laughs> koala. Like, I don't care. Like, fuck off. That's xenophobic. No, but this is why I don't give a fuck. Wait, continue. continue. This is what angered then, me even more. And then he says, you guys. I reply after, once again, consultation from my consultant, Josie period, Toda. Period, period. Not before I clean up the trail of disappointment you left for your parents. This was a few minutes of my life never getting back. Also, can Bye, we... baby. And then he you says... You said parents like his father was not deceased. Well, good. After I... you knew that. I hope you... I fucking reminded him. No. That... No. You know what? Let so him So the be. first sentence was my pitch. And I think I said parents because... I um I didn't see the school the skeleton thing, but if I had read that he had a dead yeah, there's dad, a no, no, no. Emoji, right? If I had read that he had a dead dad, I would have fully said parents, and then parentheses JK parent, and then with a, and you know with, what I got damn asterisk. I, I, sh- I, I goddamn should have. Sorry, I know with, that was such a missed opportunity. And then I said, and then he says, I don't co-sign any. And then he says, damn shoddy, leaving with her hoof heels, crying <laughs> face. Um, they're actually tabbies. And Wait, they're very expensive. There's a photo Thank of you. her with the shoe called tabbies, and then tabbies, they, they and look they're like fucking, a horse hoof. And they're fucking they're. They're so fucking ugly. fashion, you either camp, you weirdo. And then I don't reply. And then nevertheless, once again, he persisted. persisted. And he says, P.S. You're nailing your Peter Pettigrew impression for all your photos. This is Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. Guys, and look, then when she look him me, up or go to I, our Instagram because wait. there's we're just going to post a photo of this character on our Instagram with no <laughs> caption. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, wait, wait. Wait, First wait, of all, wait. you swiped right on me. First of all, you literally, swiped right on me. Literally. Second, and he was hitting you back up because he wanted to continue the conversation. He wanted to he was, also. He was wanting it. That and was then he hard. Felt bad. It was hard. Did you respond? No, because no. I was like, I'm bored. But my, now I'm like, I feel like I need to. My, my pitch I kind of want to see where else I want to hurt him. My, oh. my response. Emotionally. My response pitch was, it wasn't, it was, if that's, yes. if that's your type, then you, I think you'd be better off on Scruff, babe. But Which is, it was less hard of a pitch. It was more just like an honest fact. I think fact. it was like, it was, I think you just tried it. I was just like, I'm just so exhausted. Uh, like, I so did sad. feel really bad because I didn't know who that character was. And when Peter he, Pettigrew, he's like, was she? he turns into the rotten Harry Potter of the prison okay. of Azkaban. And he goes like this. I'm like, do I fucking look like that? You just called me, you just said I had big tits five seconds ago. And now you're saying I look like Peter Pettigrew. Pick a side. Maybe it was pick a side, the, koala. He's energy. into the androgyny. No, it was giving the New York energy of when a, like, when a guy on the street is like, yo, Malik, can I right. talk to you? Whatever, and you're whatever. Like, whatever. No, and, and, you're headed, and you're headed in the train and you're like, oh, I, I can't talk. And they're like, that's why I wasn't fucking with you anyway. That's you why you got a big stomach. That, and then yeah, you're like, literally. damn. Um, that's insane. What did we learn from that? I think everyone, what we learned... Comes with guns blazing harder than ever. 
they might come for you. Well, you can come harder and their dad. Mm-hmm. Come for their and their and dad. come for their dad and their mom. Thank you. And oh. in them. Oh, nope. Because they don't get nope. that. Nope. Well, also, well, he's I, dead, I think so that'd I think, be necrophilia. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I think the thing is what I learned is that we shouldn't just take things. So if they're gonna be inappropriate, fuck it. Give it right back. I am proud of you. He chose violence and you said, baby, I'm coming for you. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I think that I love that we did this a while ago, which is where we dare ourselves to do something. And I think maybe this doesn't really have anything to do with Alicia, because you said that this doesn't, this topic doesn't really relate to you because you don't participate in it, but you still could dare yourself to do something. In the area of hookup culture and hooking up and of boys and gals and gays and dolls and um, aliens, mm-hmm. I think we should dare ourselves um, to do something um, for our growth. And I think for me, I'm going to dare myself to be more honest with myself about what I want. Mm. Mm. Because I think sometimes we lie to ourselves and I have told myself a tale or two. I think I dare myself to live in my unapologetic divine femininity, but also lean into like what can scare me sometimes, which is like softness and vulnerability. Mm. So I dare myself to do that and give people a chance I guess I say begrudgingly okay everyone I'm glad that we all heard Alicia say that now we no, have I it didn't. recorded it now Take we can't out. and we won't alright um, you Yazzie Boo yeah I dare myself to give myself all the love and affection and um, care that I want from others to give me whereas I have someone with me at all times who has the biggest heart in the world I have to give myself all the love and care because I have so much love to give and why the fuck am I not giving it to me? Because I deserve it. And so do you. And we dare you guys all to do the same. And I think we should end on this beautiful quote from a notification that just came up on my phone, which is that Dogecoin is down negative 6.47%. So take that with (laughs) what you will. And uh, that was really moving and poetic. And also, live, laugh, and love, baby. (laughs) And fuck Marjorie (laughs) Taylor Greene. Yay! Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Vasilis Fotopoulos and Charlotte Landis, they are both our engineers. Brian Vasquez is our editor and theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroot, Narm Melkonian, and Dylan Villanueva and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverette, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 
10, 9, 8, 7, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com.